Welcome to the VBAC Home Birth Stories podcast. I'm your host, Ashley Winning. I'm a home birth, free birth guide, fear and mindset coach, podcaster, speaker, women's rights activist, and highly sensitive person. I'm a mother of three girls, and I've had two unplanned and unneeded C-sections with a special scar. I birthed our third 4.5 kilo baby at home in a free birth after not being able to access a home birth midwife. My own journey has sparked a deep passion to support women to find their strength and courage to create the pregnancy, birth and postpartum you desire and deserve. This podcast is for women wanting to learn more about VBATs, especially home births and professionals who want to learn more about how to support VBAC women and families. I hope you enjoy this podcast. Hello and welcome to another episode on the VBAC Home Birth Stories podcast. I'm your host, Ashley Whitting, and today we're going to be talking about this idea of the perfect birth. I've had a couple of clients tell me after they've had their births at home or they've planned for a home birth and ended up transferring to hospital that there is just no idea of this perfect birth. And so it was really interesting for me to hear because at no point during our time together did I glorify or did I feel that I glorified or did we talk about the idea of perfect birth? And so we kind of talked about it a little bit and I suppose it was a combination of podcasts and books and uh, following people and listening and dreaming and reading you know those books and everything that really talk about undisturbed physiological birth and all of those hormones and all of the increased chances of things that could happen I just wanted to really touch base on this because I feel like it can be quite misleading to go after a perfect birth or get it in your mind that if you have a birth a certain way that you're going to have a certain feeling or you're going to get this natural high from that experience. And I just wanted to say that there is no perfect birth. Perfect birth isn't achievable. It's perfection isn't achievable. And I feel like when we get into perfection mode, we're getting to this vicious cycle, believing that we can achieve something imperfection when perfection isn't real it's just something that we make up in our heads to usually keep us busy and thinking about all the things that we need to do to be perfect because we'll never be good enough and we never reach perfection so then what happens afterwards is we feel feelings of discontentment anguish upset ripped off victimhood we feel that we were lied to we can feel disappointed, you know, sad, angry. We can feel all the feelings and it is disappointing, you know, when you feel like you've done all the things and I hear this from women all the time. I did all the things. I did this. I got a doula. I I went to this. I hired this birth team. I did Pilates. I did yoga. I did spinning babies. I read all the books, I listened to the podcasts, I walked two kilometers a day, I swam, you know, and it really breaks my heart when I hear women, you know, they come in, they come into my DMs and they say, I did all the things and I still didn't have my V back. I did all the things and I still, you know, didn't get my V back. And and they're devastated, absolutely devastated. 
And then sometimes what can happen is they'll see other women who are doing none of those things and they go on to achieve their VBAC. And so then that comparison itis comes in where you're comparing comparing yourself with somebody else and jealousy comes in and feelings of unworthiness and why, you know, feeling really powerless because you're feeling why me, why me, you know, and I can relate to this. Like I had I can't relate to this much when it comes to birth because uh, I can't really say that I experienced much jealousy when I was planning. I saw hope in those women who were having um, V-backs. I saw hope. So for me, they were my evidence that I was going to have that birth. I use that as my momentum. If that woman's having a V-back, I could have a V-back and I would look at them and I would cheer them on and I was so happy for them. I wasn't in that mindset of why me, poor me, but I have had that mindset before for other things. And I did have it once throughout my pregnancy when I saw a beautiful, gorgeous woman have a, a water birth in the same room, in the same hospital where I didn't have my V-back. And that was because it was so close and I was like, you know, why her, you know, and I, so I do know how it feels, but I can only really compare this to when I started my business, there was a lot of um, comparing to other businesses and seeing their success through my eyes. Like I didn't really know what was going on through in the back end, what was really happening with that person. I didn't know their struggles. I didn't know their journey. I didn't know what they'd really done. I was only making my my, my negative mind was making up a story to basically make me feel like shit, basically say, you're unworthy. You're not going fast enough. You're not doing enough. You're not perfect. This is never going to happen for you. And so it would just make me feel really, really horrible. So I would be working from a space in, especially in the early days. And, you know, I have to check myself even now, but now I come from a space of collaboration and wanting to connect with other people in this industry so that we can rise each other up. And, you know, every now and then it will come up. I might feel a pang of jealousy and I might think, whoa, what's happening there? Why am I feeling that way? And I have to really unpack it. You know, sometimes I think, who does she think she is? I've been doing this longer, you know, and I have to really check myself. And I want to share this with you because, you know, it's a journey. It's not about perfection. I have been mastering and learning these skills for a very long time. And, you know, sometimes I think, why am I not better at this? And then I have to remember that this is a lifelong journey that I'm going to learn things that I'm going to forget. And same with you, you're going to learn things that you're going to forget. And then you're going to come back in a bit of a loop and circle over. And the reason why I shared my business um, journey with you is because those feelings are exactly the same. They come from uh, a, a place of scarcity, of unworthiness, of not feeling enoughness. And so when we look at other women who are having the dream birth or the perfect birth that we think um, in our minds is the perfect birth and we think, why couldn't that happen to us? I put in the effort. I put in the time, I hired the doula, I did this, I did that, I did all the things that they said that I need to do and I still didn't have my my perfect birth. And, you know, that can be really hard and I think it's really important to unpack those feelings. Of course, you know, do a deep birth debrief, have a chat with a friend or somebody who's, you know, got the experience and expertise in this area and certainly do reach out to me if you want to do it with me as well. 
um, I think it's really important to unpack those things and really explore those things and and plan for a future birth in a way that may serve you better. But um, when it does come time to looking at this perfect birth, I think we hear in the books and the podcasts, and, you know, I have positive birth stories on my podcast, um, but I do have a lot of the traumatic or negative ones at the start, so it kind of shows you the before and after uh yeah, the before and the after sort of situation. So all sorts of births. Um, and I think that a lot of podcasts focus, especially on, they only focus on positive birth stories or share the positives. And I understand why we do that because I tell my clients to protect their emotional birth space, their pregnancy birth space. And I tell you guys on the podcast, and that doesn't mean that things don't happen that aren't, you know, happy or positive you know we're still bringing in some of those experiences I have people come to me all the time clients that say oh, I just read this horrible birth experience in in a group and then we have to unpack it and work through it and and work through some of the mindset stuff through that and actually work on what fears are coming up what issues are coming up through that and then get ourselves or get the client into a better um into a better space to be able to feel more positive calm and confident to continue with the pregnancy towards this home birth plan as well but I'm thinking of especially like my one of my recent clients she had a birth and she had the most and I'm hoping to get her on the podcast to share but she had the most she said it was such a challenging birth it was so much more than she ever expected it to be. She thought she was going to be a bit calmer and it was a lot less calmer than she had anticipated. And so after that experience, she was just kind of like, was that it? That's birth. You know, I didn't get the high. I didn't get that natural um, bonding, the instant bonding that they talk about in books and in podcasts and the experts talk about. And like I feel a hundred times better than if I'd had a cesarean. Like I'm glad that I had the home birth, but, um, and I hear this from women all the time, you know, they're so much happier that they had the home birth or they had the vaginal birth than they did have the cesarean. But sometimes there's a bit of a lull, a bit of a, okay, that wasn't what I expected it to be, you know? And I think we see these beautiful birth photos and these beautiful birth videos and we make it, whatever we want in our heads we see glimpses of something but we don't know how that person feels we don't know what that person went through we just come up with a story and narrative based on the beautiful images that we see and a lot of the time if they're in a video they've got this beautiful emotional music and it's playing in the background and there's beautiful snaps and you know we're looking at these pictures that's going to be me that's going to be me and I'm going to feel this way and you're anticipating how you're going to feel or people share their birth stories. And, you know, a lot of the birth stories or snaps that we see coming through, they're shared by birth photographers or doulas who were present at the birth and they viewed that birth in their light, in their perception from what they've seen. I see this quite a lot in the birth culture where doulas um, or birth photographers, they attend births. And this is what I said too, because one of the one of the um, people that I hired in my birth, I saw her doing this on her Instagram. 
And it it really made me feel uncomfortable because she shared her perspective of the birth and she shared what had happened in the birth. And I felt that that was breaking of trust and I felt that was unprofessional and I felt violated. Uh, it wasn't my birth, but I said to her, please do not share anything you see from my birth because I don't want to hear your perspective on my birth. I don't want to hear my birth from your eyes. And from your perspective, I want to I want to feel it and hear it and f- embody it from my perspective. And so I see this happen, you know, where the photos, I, I mean, like, and the other thing that is happening is these photos are being shared, right, by birth photographers and doulas and, and people. And the woman might give their consent or maybe they haven't given their consent and they're being shared out into the world. And then like everyone's sharing these photos and videos and they're just like spiraling. Anyone's just posting them. And, you know, the woman may not know that it's going to end up in the UK or um, Iraq or, you know, who knows, like Antarctica. These photos are being shared of her naked body or whatever. And you have no control over where they're going to go either. So with the photos that I share on my feed, I always get consent from the women and um, make sure that they know that, you know, I'll be sharing them because I won't share, I won't share anymore. Anyone who should, you know, like the same photos kind of get shared around all the time. I won't share them on my feed anymore because I'm not sure if they've actually got consent for those. Um, and it's always a little bit like, uh, do you have consent? Do you know, does the woman know that these are getting plastered out for the universe for everyone to kind of see? But um, when you do read the blurb, often they're from the photographer um, and they, you know, this amazing, powerful woman, la, 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 and, you know, giving her side of the story when that woman may have felt traumatized from that birth or she may be unpacking that birth. So she may feel like, Oh, I had a positive birth experience, but there may be elements of that birth that were quite scary or quite traumatizing or something that she wasn't prepared for, because we can only be prepared for so much. We can't prepare for all of the things, all of the feelings, all of the experiences that birth may bring because birth is such a, I mean, it's an experience. It's like going on a roller coaster. I know I've watched these all the time. Uh, my family watches them where you, you know, people are recorded on roller coasters and you've got people like going up the roller coaster and you see someone's face go white and they're like, their friends like, Woo! and then they pass out when they're going down the roller coaster and like I love roller coasters like when I was a child I love that thrill that feeling and they they're like their heads rocking around and like they've had this biological response that they pass out because their body or whatever mind couldn't take it and everyone's different everyone's wired differently and so there's no shame in if you couldn't cope with the pain and you found it a very scary violent um horrible experience or it wasn't um what you would you would expected I think it's really important for us to talk about that we can't anticipate how it's going to feel that we can plan only so much for this birth and we don't know how are we going to feel in the moment? We don't know. I, I never had that experience of putting my hand up in the air of like fist pumping. Yeah, I had my V back. It was for me, I didn't 
have the feeling of, yay, I achieved it because I always believed that I was capable of having a vaginal birth. So for me, it didn't feel like I didn't need, I wasn't doing this. I didn't have that experience to prove it to myself or I didn't, um, I didn't, you know, it wasn't like you see some women who have that. I did it. I did it. I did it. And they're saying, I did it. I did it. I did it. And that is so amazing. Like it makes me cry, but I didn't feel like um, I needed that proof or evidence that I could do it because I always believed that I could, because I had the evidence that my mother could do it. And I had the evidence that her mother could do it and her mother and her mother and her mother and my grandma, and they were tiny women. And I had the evidence and I believed that with everything in my body. And of course the doubts came in. It doesn't mean that I was a hundred percent, you know, sure, but um, we all have different experiences and I, I will share with you, you know, my um, birth photography, there's a picture, like I go through them sometimes and I look at them because I always catch new things and I see new things and I think, oh, what was I feeling in that moment? And there's a photo of me holding my baby and there's like a little tear on my face and I'm smiling and I think my jeweler might be in the picture a little bit. And, you know, people have said, oh, you're so happy and that moment, I want that moment or um, you know, they've made their own narratives to how I was feeling and that's fine because I want women to have hope and I want them to have dreams um, and I want them to take whatever it is that they need to from that powerful image. But from that image, i just gone through pushing my baby out, black pushing um, because my doula had disturbed my birth and I was unsure of how I was going to get this baby out and she finally was born. I just found out she was a girl. I was so excited. I picked her up on my chest. And then before I even had a moment to sink in and settle in with this baby, my doula interrupted us and said, um, I think that there's something wrong with her breathing. And I think my, my recommendation is to call an ambulance. And, you know, there's no animosity or anything there because I paid her to take authority in that part of my birth. Um, so there's no animosity, but at that moment, then fear kicked in again. And so I was like, okay, call the ambulance. And I'm listening to her on the phone and I'm looking at my baby and I hadn't even had a chance to allow that physiological, um, instinctive moment, you know, that you see with other women. And I do regret that part, but there's nothing that I can do to go back and change that. It just is. That's how the story turned out. And there's literally no animosity. There was at the start, you know, after I'd had my birth and there was time of unpacking and processing and I have just accepted what is now. And um, I'm grateful for the experience. And, you know, my uh, what had happened was she'd come back around after she'd called the the ambulance and she was checking on us and saying, you know, come on, baby. And she said to me, like, she's fine. Like, I think she's fine, but, you know, it'll be good to get her checked and that sort of thing. And so that, that photo that was seen by everyone was me feeling so much relief that my baby was fine. Like, honestly, it was like, okay, thank God my baby's fine and everything's okay and she's fine because I'd been through so much in the last 10 minutes or so. It was just a really um, high anxiety, 
adrenaline situation that had happened and I was just so relieved that she was fine and so when the ambulance guy was there and she'd been um had her umbilical cord cut and my husband had picked her up and I heard her crying it was just so peaceful for me at that moment I, I had no worries no stress no fears everything was perfectly fine and it was back to how I was feeling throughout my entire birth experience it was just okay everything's fine she's fine she's screaming okay cool he gave her the clear and that was it and unless you know my story unless you you know have been listening to my story or you hear me on the podcast you wouldn't have that story, but you would just make up your own story. And and so I want to bring light to when you're listening to podcasts, when you're listening to books, when you're watching birth documentaries, and we're focusing on these are some of the bad things that happen in the medical system because they are some of the bad things that happen in the medical system, right? And, you know, you're trying to achieve the positive and, you know, I'm not um, saying don't go for these things because I would 100% go for these things over trying the other stuff because I've already tried that and that wasn't great for me but that doesn't mean that other women don't have those experiences and have great experiences with some of those interventions and things in hospital but um what I mean is just do what makes you happy go for those things because they make you happy or they feel aligned for you or they feel intuitive for you you don't have to be perfect you don't have to plan for the perfect birth And I see this with women who are stressed out about, I've got to do spinning babies. My baby's not in the right position. I have to do this. And I've got to go to a chiropractor. I've got to do this and I've got to do that. And I think there's some sense in some of those things in, you know, if you want to, if if you're a little bit anxious. But I think that I speak to women who do all those things and their babies are still posterior anyways. And I think there's a lot of emphasis and stress around, you know, making this perfect and Sometimes I think we just need to allow it to be and just see it for what it is, an imperfect thing, and we just need to do what we feel is right and and what we're comfortable with. And so I knew, my, you know, my doula said to me, you should be sitting on a, I recommend or whatever, it's a good idea to sit on a birth, um, a birthing ball or a yoga ball for the last trimester. And I thought, you know, that's to help with the positioning. I thought, mm, you know, knowing what I know about posterior and believing instinctive and physiological birth, I was like, Meh, I'm not going to, I'm just going to recline because <laughs> I was so heavy and so uncomfortable and it was just so much effort. I thought I would rather the extra effort on the day. So I think it's just about making, you know, using common sense and you don't, like making your own decisions and doing what you feel is aligned and right for you and and also taking responsibility for those decisions afterwards because, um, you know, I think sometimes we can blame other people a lot. If so-and-so told me this and so-and-so told me that or if I'd done this and I'd done that. So there's a lot of self-blame. We blame ourselves when we don't do certain things and we wonder if I'd done that, would this, you know, have been a different outcome? Um, but I think it's really important just to remember you're not perfect. I'm not perfect. Nobody's perfect. Perfection isn't real. And, and, and and like, I had a lady come to me and she said to me, I just want to have a V back home birth. I'll do anything you, anything you say. 
Like you coach me and I'll do anything you say and I'll put a hundred percent effort. I'm all for it. And as long as it gets me that V back home back. And I said, it just doesn't work like that. There's no magical formula. We can't assure that you're going to have a VBAC home birth because there's too many factors, mindset, intuition, your birth team, your body, your baby, your health, um, you know, your partner, your mother, you know, your boundaries. There's too many things that can impact these experiences and this environment and this um this birth and so we talk about those things and I talk about those things so that you can have more education you can have more insight into some of the things to help you achieve a more calmer more positive birth experience but and and you know at the end of the day like also mindset comes down to it a lot of the time as well because I view my birth as a peaceful positive healing magical birth but when I was interviewed on a podcast from one of my mentors maybe a few months after the birth I was sharing my my postpartum experience she was horrified at my experience of um postpartum hemorrhage and transferring to hospital and being in hospital she was horrified and couldn't understand how I didn't find it a very um, traumatic experience because she had had a postpartum hemorrhage herself and she found it very traumatic and there were elements of the story especially being in hospital that were quite traumatic but what she didn't understand is that I had had a very traumatic experience with my second baby where I had lost the same amount of blood. So this is my second rodeo being through this. I was like an old hat at this point. I'd had the experience, but also I'd had this beautiful magical birth beforehand. Whereas the other one, I had this horrific, horrible experience and I had PTSD for months, like for over a year, flashbacks, all that sort of stuff. And so you know, we have to look at other people's experiences and and see where they're coming from as well when we hear about their positive birth or we hear about their traumatic birth and also how we refra- how we frame that and how we process that and how we look at that and if we're blaming ourselves and what we're kind of doing in our mind to um, either reframe that in a positive way or look at things in a positive way or if we do have trauma getting the support and help that we need to work through that trauma. Because if we do have trauma, we're not going to see things in a very positive way because we're trying to cope with what's happening in our lives right now and the new baby and other children and those sorts of things as well. So um, there's so many things to consider, but I would love to hear from you. If you, you know, have been planning for a perfect birth or if you've had a birth and you were planning for this perfect birth or, you know, you didn't get the experience that you'd hoped for, you put in the time and effort or you want to unpack some of this stuff, just send me a DM on Insta, Ashley L Winning. And I also wanted to let you know about a free workshop that I've got going at the moment. It is for home birth, 
uh, how to get the emotional and mindset support you need. So if some of these things were ticking your boxes and you were thinking, I would like to work more on my mindset because I do get anxious. I do get worried. I do have some boundary issues with my family. I want to set up. I want to have some conversations with them. I want to get my birth team popping. If you feel that you need extra support, you need emotional support, you're feeling lonely, isolated, and you want to feel supported, you want to feel heard, you want to feel seen, you want to feel validated, I've got a free home birth workshop that you can find if you head to my bio and click the link. All you have to do is pop in your email and why don't you come and join our group as well, the VBAC Home Birth Support Group on Facebook, because we've always got stories there and women reaching out, asking questions and sharing things. And it's a really cool, supportive environment with like-minded women. Um, I really love the space because it's just a safe space. And I really appreciate the women who are in that community, uplifting and sharing support. I never even really have to respond to people because this, by the time I see the post, so many people have already responded. So it's just a beautiful, supportive environment. I hope that you took something from this um, podcast episode and I really look forward to bringing you another episode soon. Thanks. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to the VBAC Home Birth Stories podcast. I hope this episode has helped you take another step forward in your VBAC home birth journey. If you enjoyed this episode, please take a second to rate and review. Each review helps me get this message out to more women just like us. Want to follow along and get freebies and offerings? Find me on Instagram, Ashley L. Winning, and send me a DM to say hi. And come and join our safe group on Facebook. Just search VBAC Home Birth Support Group. Until next time, keep shining beautiful.